Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Sangard in attendance along with 2,000 fans the New Valley Pass service looking excellent and of course a five goal spree from the Addicts almost the perfect day but we cannot forget the biggest achievement that we saw yesterday Terry made it up to the East End Gantry welcome to Charlton Live Hello, good evening and welcome to Charlton Live on your Sunday evening. My name is Louis Mendes and joining me on the pod this week to the back of a really excellent day uh, at the Valley yesterday. Uh, first up, the man who uh, did make it all the way to the top of the East End Gantry, Terry Smith. Wow, how did you do that? A uh, couple of Sherpas and an iron lung coming handy, to be fair. <laughs> how are you doing, Terry? You all right? Yeah, all right. Yeah, I mean, uh, to be fair, the the pain lessens when uh, when we put in a, a performance like that. So uh, the whole day was uh, pretty much a, a full box ticking exercise yesterday. It was great. Yeah, it really was a great day yesterday. And also joining us to discuss that day, man who was at the Valley himself yesterday, Mr. Tom Wallin. How are you doing, Tom? Yeah, I'm very happy, as you can imagine. Yeah, oh, yeah. Johnny Williams scoring in the flesh right in front of you. I'm surprised you didn't just combust there on the spot. Nah, well, I knew I was coming on tonight's show, so I managed to hold it together just about. 
Excellent stuff. So on tonight's show, then, as I said, we'll be looking back at that 5-2 win over AFC Wimbledon. We'll be hearing the highlights from the brand new Valley Pass live service. Uh, we'll also hear the post-match uh, interview that we did with uh, Lee Bowyer. We'll have some clips uh, from yesterday's uh, Valley Pass live service. We'll hear Scott Minto talking to the owner, uh, Thomas Sangard, and, of course, to goal scorer Johnny Williams uh, as well. We've got your tweets and emails to come. Maybe we'll have a quick look ahead to Tuesday's game uh, with Bristol Rovers as well. But just before we hear the highlights then, Terry, um, well... 2-1 down at half time. I mean, Lee Bowyer said he told his side not to panic, but I was very much panicking after what's happened over the last few weeks. So that turnaround in the second half really was a, a sight for sore eyes and it was quite an explosive performance in that second period. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think you were the only one, by the way. <laughs> I think uh, that was replicated across the, uh, not just the 2,000 that were there, but the um, thousands that were, were watching as well so, uh, from, from home, perhaps. It was... Um, you know, I, don't, I didn't quite get the uh, uh, the awful performance um, reports that I'm hearing in the first half. I think we were pretty rubbish for about a quarter of an hour, 20 minutes. But aside from that, I thought it was just our energy level drop. We started, I thought, really quickly and, and on the front foot and um, were good for the good for the lead. And then um, just the energy level, of the, uh, certainly the midfield, whether or not uh, they just didn't have the energy after about half an hour, I don't know. But it just seemed to fall off a bit. And um, the likes of Gilby and Madison who'd been going back across... Uh, the midfield and and looking really positive just seemed to flatten off a little bit and I think that's how that's what allowed Fulham back into the game and then they took advantage of that and we got sloppy for a quarter of an hour and then we needed half time I think and then um, second half the substitutions changed the game simple as that I think uh, everybody could see it and Ike and Williams coming on just completely transformed us and and gave us that high energy back and then uh, Wimbledon couldn't handle us. Yeah, it really was an explosive second half performance, Tom. And and of course, you'll want to pick up the fact that it was your your man Jolly Williams who, uh, well, you know, he's been he's coming for a bit of criticism last week, didn't he? Uh, to to put it lightly, and you know, to the extent that we were still talking about it on Thursday's show, and we we talked about how we wanted to see a reaction from him, and that's exactly what we got. Definitely, yeah. As I said on Thursday, I would have loved to see Boya chuck him on from the start. He chose not to, but he was on the bench and. Um, as soon as he came on, I think we'd seen a little bit on Friday, Rich Corley had put out a piece where Boyer had said there was no ill feeling between the two. Um, and I'd said on, on Thursday's show that, you know, we couldn't suggest that there was any sort of falling out between them necessarily. And uh, yeah, he's done it with players a few times, hasn't he? And Johnny replied in the best way possible. It was, you know, very, there was a lot of similarities out on that left-hand side to when he came on, I thought, at, at the Wembley game. You know, he seemed to be getting his foot on the ball a lot, out in wide areas, running at defenders with confidence. Um, got his goal deservedly so, could have got another. He was bursting into the penalty area two or three times. And yeah, both him, at, Tell said it, both him and Chooks when they came on. Uh, Wimbledon just couldn't handle them, but... I echo what Tell said about the game as well. I think, you know, Tell said 15, 20 minutes. I would have said only five or 10 minutes, really, that we we kind of let them get a grip over the game. But apart from that, I think we we did everything Boyer asked for. We were patient in our build-up. There was movement uh, from the front two, which made a change. And um, when we got in front of goal, we took our chances, which is something we haven't seen enough of. So, yeah, apart from that last five minutes of the first half, just a really a really good day down at the Valley. 
Excellent stuff. Right, let's relive it then. Let's listen to the highlights from the brand new Valley Pass live service. Your commentators, though, as always, were Terry Smith and first Greg Stubby. Allows Pierce to bring it forward. Pierce, ball forward, looking That's for Washington. Great it's ball. a lovely ball. Washington gets behind Thomas, cuts inside onto his right foot, shooting opportunity. Washington goes for oh, it. And a goal. Lovely goal for Connor Washington. An assist from the captain, Jason Pierce, is good enough. Ball forward, finds Washington, cuts inside onto his right foot, and delivers an unstoppable effort past Truman to give Charlton the lead after 36 and a half minutes. Well, the finish is outstanding. You can't take anything away from Connor Washington, but look where he's going now. Straight to the skipper, who slide rule pass, picked him out, but that wasn't the job done. He still had work to do. He had to turn inside his man, which he did superbly. Terrell Thomas on the cover. Washington just brought it back onto his right foot and then curled an unstoppable effort into the left-hand corner. Isn't it? Now as Wimbledon play on his balls up to Piggott, who's allowed to turn. Piggott shooting opportunity, goes for it. Oh, what a strike. Joe Piggott. Well, credit's due there. He cuts his side onto his right foot. And that's why he's scored so many goals this season for Wimbledon. Long ball forward, he's able to control. and gets onto his right foot. Probably wasn't closed down quick enough by Pierce and delivers and outstanding effort past Ben Amos to equalise for the visitors yeah you've got to give credit where it's due that's some strike from the ex-Charlton man but, uh, taking short yeah. to Rudini ball inside finds McLaughlin ball forward looking for Hartigan it's up in the air and Hartigan will go for goal and luckily for Charlton he gets that one slightly wrong but comes out to Woodyard ball in the penalty area is a decent looking one it's a free header and it's a goal Charlton trying to claim for offside nothing given Chalker with a header in the end Again, switching off, unfortunately. We, do the, uh, we watch Hartigan completely mess his attempted. I don't know if it was a shot at all. But the ball goes all the way out to Woodyard, who clips it back in. And Charlton guilty of not picking their men up. And an, a free header and an easy header for Chalker to put Wimbledon in the lead just before half-time. Bears to take, knocks it short to Hartigan. Ball in pounds here and headed away by Martson. And there is the half-time whistle as the first 45 minutes come to an end here at the Valley. The scoreline, Charlton 1, Wimbledon 2, and Husky just waiting for a little bit of movement. Delivers towards the far post, towards Prattley, who's got a free header. Heads back inside, flicked on by Pierce. He's come back to Watson with a strike, and it's a save oh, by Truman. Martson picks it back up. Ball to his right, finds Watson in a bit of space. He's got Gunter to the right, who he uses. Gunter takes it past his man. Lovely first touch, Gunter in the pounds here. Chip ball back across, is headed away by Thomas. And by Woodyard, comes to Watson. 1-2 with Madison. Now Anike in the pounds here. He turns. Anike goes a goal. Comes out to Foster Gatsky. And John have the equaliser. It's lovely football on this right-hand side. Found Chucks Anike in the penalty area. His shot was saved by Truman by his legs. Comes out to Foster Kasky. Who makes it Charlton 2. Wimbledon 2. Yeah, and that's um, great football from Charlton on this near side. Kept the ball alive. Lovely one-two between Watson and Madison. Anike with a superb dummy you'd call it, I don't know, just let the ball ride beyond him and the defender, defender didn't know which way to go, the ball across the goal, and Forster Cassie on hand to put it away yeah, Forster Cassie's second of the season here's Charlton, the equaliser and Wimbledon get the game back underway, headed away by Prattley can Charlton, have played well this second half, and a little bit more urgency, can they go on and get a third, there's Charlton over with Martson Backwards to Watson. I think that's important as well because getting a goal when you have been on top is, is important because if uh, you let time go. As Madison finds Gunter, he's got the ball in the pounds here. Ball comes to Williams! Oh, yes! 
Johnny Williams. That's the reaction Joel were looking for. Lovely football again. Chris Gunter on the right-hand side. Lovely ball inside. And that man, Williams, gets his second goal for the club. Well, I think we all know how well that's going to be received. And again, great work from Charlton. I was just about to say, scoring when you're on top is important. It goes too long at 2-1 when you've been on top. Nerves start to kick in. Well, that's not going to happen now. The Welsh Wizard on hand to bury the chance. And once again, Gunter on this right-hand side, part of the catalyst for the goal. And Johnny Williams, look at the, the line on his face. Comes off Piggott and finds Williams. It's a little dink ball looking for the run of Washington. Little nudge into the back of uh, Nightingale, and he's got away with it. As Washington retrieves the ball on the far side. He's got uh, Martson behind him, Purrington there also. Little flock on, but Williams trying to find an EK, and he might pick this up. Jackson EK, can he get a shot away? He does! Yes! And it's in! Come on! Jackson EK has buried Charles fourth. Slightly fortuitous with the bounce, possibly. But super work from Charlton to keep the ball alive. And we've got daylight here at the Valley. Well, it's not the prettiest goal he will ever score, but it's certainly an important one. Control from Permington skips past his man to the corner of the penalty area. Into the penalty area now, a little touch to Martson. Can he get the ball across? Oh, it just got blocks away. Might have another go at it, though. Ball back towards Williams. Permington's there. Williams there! Oh, off the post yes. of Permington on the finish. Wins the game for Charlton. And quite incredibly, in the discussions running up to this game, we said we didn't see Charlton having a, a five-goal win in them. Well, that's been put to bed. Well, superb work from Ian Martin. He does superbly well. Stay on his feet, get the ball back in the bounce area. Williams with a lovely touch, and it looks like Williams has got his second of the game. And he hits the post, and then Perrington's just there against his former team, just to make a little bit of a nuisance of himself. The ball deflects in off of him. Easiest goal he'll ever score. But that's all we have time for here at the Valley. Quite outstanding second-half performance from Charlton. There we go. How good as well, isn't it, to hear a crowd cheering five Charlton goals. You know, that's the first time that the Charlton crowd have seen a win since February, since that game against Luton Town back in the, the Championship, and it does feel like a, a, a lifetime ago, and, and that, that five minutes or so that you get a full time when the fans and, and the players walking around the pitch clap in, and then we get the tunnel jump with Jason Pearce, and then obviously Johnny Williams did one as well. It really was a, a, a sight to behold uh, yesterday at the Valley. Um, we were t- talking about that game then, Terry. So um, we, 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 that first half... Um, yeah, I, I, I thought because Wimbledon didn't do what other teams had done to us recently and come out and press us, we, we were certainly more comfortable in the ball and we created a few openings, uh, obviously got the goal. Um, and then what happened in that five-minute spell before half-time, considering what's gone on over the last few weeks and everyone being a little bit edgy and we even heard a you know a couple of boos at half-time, I mean, that, that half-time team talk from Lee Bowyer was absolutely massive because me and Tom said on, on Thursday's show, you know, we, we can't get stuck in a little rut. And having been comfortable and led and then had this horror show of a five minutes where we conceded one excellent goal from Joe Pigger and then one very sloppy goal from our point of view, you know, what happened after that was massive. And, and for Lee Bowyer to get the tune out of his players that he did in that second period... I mean, I don't think we can underestimate how big that will be for us going forward. 
Yeah, I agree. I, I think um, I'll be interested to know just how that uh, that team talk at half time panned out because I think likely, or I don't know, of course, but I'm, I'm guessing that um, he's given a, a few of the players right. You got uh, you, you ended that game. You ended that half sloppy. Your energy levels dropped because up to that point, Wimbledon couldn't live with us. You're right about the press. Wimbledon. I was worried going into the game. Wimbledon play a five man midfield, and that's what we've struggled against in in recent weeks when. Uh, Opposition have the five-man midfield and they press us high and we can't get past it. So we end up lumping balls up and it, and it doesn't suit us. Yesterday, we didn't allow Wimbledon to do that, whether that's because they made a mistake or, or we just were better. Uh, it's uh, they, they ended up having a back five rather than a midfield five. And so that allowed us the freedom in midfield, certainly allowed Madison and Gilby to operate across that middle. And uh, Bo said before the game that uh, Madison would have a free role and that was clear to see. But just towards the end of that game, uh, end of the first half, the energy level started to drop. I mean, we got the goal, and what a, what a goal it was. And Piercy's slide rule ball uh, that picked out Washington. Uh, yeah, the shot took a deflection, but it was still a peach. And um, just, just uh, yeah, Tom may be right. It, might, it just seemed like a bit longer. It might have only been the five minutes, I don't know. But um, because we could have been um, an extra goal down as well, but it could have, could have been an, another one, not just the two, because we just switched off, because uh, suddenly they had time and space in midfield that we hadn't been giving them up to that point and I think the half-time team talk possibly was right you got five minutes into the second half or however long it was and uh, if I don't see too much of a change um, I'm going to make a change and although we started stronger I think than we ended the first half it was clear that there was still something not quite right and he made the change Johnny Williams came on was uh, was his absolute best uh, and Chucks and Ike is just um, is just a better player you know better player up top sadly than Omar Bogut it's just it's just a fact he's uh, he just added adds something different. Um, I'm not saying Omar's not a good player by any stretch, but just uh, Chuck's just adds something different, and, and that was clear. Mm, yeah, that's certainly the, uh, the the kind way of saying that he is he is the, the, the better player. <laughs> well, but that's that's the fact, isn't it? And um, it make, makes such a big difference for us. It's interesting as well, tell actually what you said about um, it'd be interesting to hear what Bo said because I did ask him what his message was at halftime based on that, and it, and it, his was don't panic because other than that, well. Yeah, I, I, I would tend to agree. It probably was more than, than the five minutes. It was the 10 minutes because they'd had a couple of chances in, in that in that time. It, we had been fairly comfortable. And uh, and then the started the second half probably on the, on the same foot or, or perhaps even stronger, Tom. And, uh, you know, by the time we got that equaliser for Jake Forstakaski, it certainly felt like we'd been building up to something. But, I mean, no, no one saw that. Uh, two goals in 65 seconds coming. I, I put on Twitter yesterday, it's so long since we've done something like that to go from trailing to ahead. It was uh, extremely exciting. And what a way to, to wrap it up as well with, uh, with with Johnny Williams getting his first goal at the Valley and to, to do it in front of his adoring Tom Wallin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think... Um... Look, in, in that first half, I think we were patient and Boyer had called for it before the game. And like I say, there was movement up top, but we weren't just lumping it long. As Tell says, we did try and pass through the lines the majority of the time. And I, I put on Twitter that when we got our goal, I thought it was thoroughly deserved. And there were a few people around me who were getting frustrated with how slow we were. And I admit that there were periods where we were a little bit slow, but for me, it was just being patient and we weren't rushing into sloppy mistakes. And then as you say, we have that, that period of time where we fall two goals behind. And for me, it, it just came out of the blue. And you could see, given the run we've been on and the games we've lost recently, that we could have folded at that point. Could have got on the back of people like Madison, who I thought had an excellent game yesterday. But, you know, he's not necessarily in the side to be doing the chasing back. And people could have turned on him. But 
they came out for that second half. I thought the crowd were behind the team. And, and I think tell spot on that Boja gave them a chance at that point and said, right, prove yourselves. And when it wasn't working, and I agree, Bo, uh, Bogle just started to fall out of the game a little bit in that opening 10 minutes of the second half. And I think he'd maybe done it towards the end of the first half as well. And Chucks came on, and, and Johnny said it himself on his interview on Valley Pass, everything sticks to Chucks and you know it's going to. So you can be around him and, and wait for the ball to drop. And yeah, it was. Uh, it just had the feeling that we were going to get back into the game. It was one of those. So when we scored the equaliser, I wasn't surprised. And then I don't know if it was the crowd being there or the atmosphere or what, but it just suddenly felt like Wimbledon couldn't handle us anymore as soon as that goal went in and I certainly didn't expect us to score the next goal as quickly as we did but it just felt a bit more like right we we have been patient we haven't panicked we're in control of this game now even though it was only two all and we weren't still ahead it was like we're we're in control and then when the ball broke down the right hand side for the second time and and it came in and like I say reminiscent of that goal he scored at Portsmouth bursting into the edge of the area and rather than taking out everything from about two yards out, he was obviously a little bit further and it was a great finish. And uh, yeah, I haven't celebrated a goal like that, I don't think, since Wembley. It was um, it was just a magical moment, obviously, personally, for, for me, because I, I love him so much as a player. But also, you know, for the fans, you know, we've been waiting for that. And given what happened last week, for Johnny, it must have just been amazing because, uh, as Boya said, you know, he went, did everything that Boya could have asked of him yesterday and repaid him in the best way possible. Yeah, I mean, because considering Terry, the amount of stick that the Bo was getting during the week for his comments about Johnny Williams last week, I mean, has he has he once again been vindicated? He's done this to Albie Morgan, who's improved massively. Uh, he's done this to Omar Bogle, who went went on to score in his next game. Although, you know, he's as as we mentioned earlier, he's not the player that Chooks and Ek is, but he certainly, you know, tried. Seem seem to do a bit bit more in in the last couple of games. Um, you know, have, have, has once again, Bo, you've been proved correct. I I have a slightly different take on it. I think I, I think anybody expecting Lebo to be anything else um, isn't hasn't really followed Lebo much. I don't think because he's an honest man and he'll tell you what he thinks. And he comes from a, a, a background and a bit old school where he doesn't expect people to take it too personally because he's just being honest. And so. When he said that um, Albie Morgan wasn't doing what he was supposed to do, when he said he wasn't tracking back enough, when he said he wasn't getting in the box enough to score goals, he was right. I mean, that some people saw that as, as saying, well, because he's saying Albie Morgan's no good and we're going to get rid of him. That, that's not what he was saying at all. And I, and I think people maybe slightly overreacted a little bit. Yes, he said that Johnny Williams pulled out of a tackle because he did. There may have been reasons for it, but he still did it. Uh, did Johnny Williams have the impact he wanted him to have? Uh, for the last few games, not just the the one the one in question, probably not. And so he was proving a point. You can argue whether you you agree with that point, but I don't think anybody can argue that uh, he's just being honest. And I'm not even sure he he, he necessarily did it to get a reaction. Do you see what I mean? I don't, I don't necessarily think he he pulled Johnny Williams and said, "Right, that means I want you to be better next week." I don't think he's that type of that type of person. I think it's just right. It's not working. This is why it's not working. You're coming off, and you're coming off because you didn't do this. And so. I expect that he expects everybody to be on point, playing their best every single week. And when they're not, he gets disappointed, just like fans do. So um, I don't, I don't necessarily think, and I hope anyway. I don't, look, everybody said that Johnny Williams is the type of player that needs an arm around his shoulder, and I get that because players are like, you know, some players are like that, some players aren't. I'm not sure Lee Bowyer necessarily knows that tack yet. I, I would guess it'll come because as he as he gets longer in the game as a manager, you would expect it to come. But all he all he demands is perfection, and uh, when 
players don't live up to that um, that perfection, then then he gets the ump and and, uh, uh, and he tells them what he thinks. Mm, certainly does. Uh, obviously, after we got those two goals uh, that had us ahead, it was Chooks and EK's goal really that, that killed it off five minutes from time, Tom. Uh, and, and again, oh, we've spoken about it already, really, but it just shows how how important he is as a player for us. It's remarkable how all of his goals have come off the bench and finally uh, one at home. There was a good joke they made on the FL on Quest last night that he's finally lost the Chucks away tag because uh, he scored a home goal. But all of them off the bench and, uh, you know, show, again, showing the sort of finish that Ivy... But I've been expecting this this form from him ever since he's joined us and he's never really showed it until until this season. But I'm so pleased with, with how he's taken to it this year. Yeah, 100%, 100%. When he signed, I was delighted. I thought there was a real player in there. And as you say, injuries have curtailed that a little bit. And I said it on Thursday's show that there are some players that are just better off the bench. And if they are, then you you accept that. It's not a bad thing at all. It's it's a lovely option to have. And so long as Chucks is happy with that and happy with the role he's playing, and if he's scoring goals, I think he is, then then that's what we, we've got to do. As Tell says, it's just a shame at the moment that the Bogle from the start isn't quite having the impact we need from him but having said that I think he is doing a lot of things for the team yesterday wasn't his best game by any stretch and and he's not giving the impact that that Chooks is but it, it, you know he's still playing a role and if nothing else again as Bowyer referenced a, a few weeks ago he's tiring defenders out so that when Chucks comes on he can take his chance and his goal looked a little bit like that you know the centre-back got the ball mixed up between his feet maybe because he was tired of had been concentrating hard all game and the ball just fell to Chooks and he still had a lot to do to, to get the turn and slot it away and and take the chance. And you're right, I, I still thought we were on top and obviously we were a goal ahead at that time, but as Charlton fans and given what we've been through in recent weeks, particularly conceding late on last week, you do worry at the back of your mind that whilst it's only one goal, it only takes a, a, a one chance at the other end and, and they might take it. So we needed that fourth Um and yeah, it, it came late on and it, it really knocked any stuffing out of Wimbledon and any chance they thought they had of getting back into it. And from that point on, you felt like you could relax a little bit. Um, and obviously then Ben Perrington coming on and, and knocking that fifth one in was the icing on the cake. But especially, at that point, it was... Especially considering uh, what Nathan had texted us about two oh, minutes before he scored that I time. mean, that made my day. Yeah, I think for anyone who's listening, Nathan is not the biggest fan of Ben Perrington. So... When he took it round a player on the edge of the box and then steered it home, I was absolutely loving it. Uh, it would have been nice if he'd just cupped his ear specifically to Nath in the stands. But yeah, it was just a, a brilliant afternoon. And, and given what the MK Dons game had been like, not just from what Boyer had said, but the atmosphere in general and the performance, it was just such a transformation. And, and that's what I've missed about the Valley more than anything was a game like yesterday. Yeah, it's such it's such a happy place, and um, it's it's amazing. Like, funnily enough, actually, I, I did bump into Nathan in in the the little Sainsbury's at the top of Floyd Road yesterday, and that sort of boy at home to me. Even though I've spoken to Nathan obviously quite extensively and spoken to you guys, how how good it is to actually see your your friends in in the flesh. Um, so yeah, I hope I hope that was a really cathartic experience for a lot of people. You say not just seeing Nathan, but seeing everyone <laughs> at the Valley. Um, uh, Terry, um, uh, it's been touched upon by Tom already, but Marcus Madison. Uh, again, probably had a very good game for us yesterday, and, and Lee Bowyer singled him out for praise, as we'll hear uh, in the interview shortly. But, you know, he's moulding him into the sort of player he wants him to be. Uh, hopefully he'll continue along that path. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's the same as, as as the other players. And as 
it's what I said just now. Um, he uh, he recognised uh, and probably said it to Madison to his face, you're not doing enough. Until you start doing enough, you won't play for me. And so this is what I expect. And I think yesterday it was helped by the fact that uh, the Wimbledon midfield five sort of dropped off and allowed him the space to, to operate. Uh, but that may be down to the fact that uh, we didn't allow them to, to push on us either. and We played around them uh, better than we had done before. That's certainly possible. Uh, I'd like to just hark back to what Tom said. Tom was absolutely right. And, and if you think about what Lebo said before about patience, I'm guessing that um, he knows that uh, the way Wimbledon have, would have set up. He also knows that Omar Bogle would probably have had, with him and Washington, had five defenders to deal with. And so it was never going to be... The, the way we finished was never going to be the way we started either. So we had to be patient and, and, and that paid off because, you know, Omar Bogle wouldn't have scored the goals, but as, as you mentioned before, as, as Tom mentioned, and you're absolutely right, he still occupies the centre halves. He still gives, makes them hard work hard. It still uh, puts the effort in and, and they do tire as a result. So it is a team game and it's a game over 90 minutes. So if, if the uh, situation is that, all right, we want Omar Bogle on there to occupy opposition centre-halves for an hour and then we'll bring on Chucks to actually finish him off then. I'm happy with that. As long as we get the result, it doesn't matter. Excellent stuff. Right, going back uh, just... To, uh, just going back sorry. to one thing. You, sorry, just you, you said about uh, seeing people in the flesh uh, back in the grounds and, and you're right. But the one thing that was missing yesterday that I half expected actually was the sight of Tom Wallin in his Welsh onesie running onto the pitch trying to snog anybody remotely Welsh <laughs> uh, or even or anybody that had, had a trip on the Festinio Railway at some point because yeah. <laughs> after that Williams goal, I was fully expected. Yeah. If it wasn't for COVID protocols, I'm sure he would have been right in the, in the midst of it there yesterday on the pitch. Next time, uh, next time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just before we hear from Lee Bayer, actually, just, I d- just want to talk about the table. So, Tom, obviously we're, we're two points now off Lincoln in second. It's funny, isn't it? Because... When we uh, when we drew with Shrewsbury last weekend, it was the end of the world. But when Hull, uh, top of the table, got beaten one 0 at home to Shrewsbury, I don't think I saw anyone on Cholton Twitter mention it. We have to remember this this league. It's not it's not quite a championship in terms of uh, unpredictability, but it, this league in this season, where teams have to chop and change and they have injuries and they have resting players and stuff, there's going to be results like that. There's going to be teams that have little runs like we've just had. Um, and you know, Hull beaten by Shrewsbury, I think shows that Lincoln getting smashed four 0 at home by Sunderland, a Sunderland side who haven't been all that this season, just shows it's it's all it's all up for grabs still, isn't it? Yeah, and the other thing is because there are, are so many games being played in terms of week by week. You know, uh, I know you play a lot in a normal season in in these leagues, but particularly this year, that a week in in League One at the moment, you can have two or three games. It can make a huge difference to the top of the table because it's so tight. So. You're right, we go into and get a defeat last week against Shrewsbury and, and it's all doom and gloom. And a week later, we smash five past a Wimbledon side and, and the top two lose. Uh, I think Ipswich lost as well, didn't they? So, yeah, we have to, like yesterday's game, we have to be patient. The cream will rise to the top uh, this season and I think our squad is certainly one of the better squads in this league. Um, it's going to take us time and we just have to be patient. The only time we need to be in the top two is the last weekend of the season. Um, We just need to be part of the conversation between now and then. And we are going to lose some games, but everybody else has shown that they're fallible as well. So I don't think there's a runaway team. Hull probably the only ones you would have thought. And as you say, it's not like the point. There are a million points ahead of anybody else. So yeah, a week's a long time in League One. We've got to try 
not to get too low when we lose and not to get too high when, when we win. And Boya's very good at that. You know, I'm sure he enjoyed yesterday as much as we did, but he'll have got the players in the dressing room and then they'll have gone, right, we've got another game we need to concentrate on on Tuesday and then we've got another trip away to Swindon next weekend. So the games are coming thick and fast. There isn't really much time to just sit and enjoy the wins. It's about making sure you focus, keep players fit as best you can and and just take each game as it comes. And Bowyer's always been very good at not looking too far ahead. And, and as fans, I think we need to maybe just try and do that as well, which is, is easier said than done, for sure, particularly after a bad defeat. Well, let's have a listen then to what the Addicts boss made of yesterday's 5-2 victory over AFC Wimbledon. He came to speak to us via Zoom after the game. I asked him what he made of the performance. From start to finish, I thought we was very good, apart from a five-minute lack of concentration. I think we just dropped our level for five minutes at the end of the first half and they went bang, bang, scored two goals from nowhere. I'd probably say the first 40 minutes was the most comfortable that I felt. Um, so overall, I said to them at half-time, like, look, just do what you're doing. There was no reason to panic. I believed that we would turn it around and especially once we scored, then we'd go on and win the game. So... Uh, I thought we, it was very good today. I think we had a, a bit of everything. We scored some good goals. Um, again, stuff that we'd worked on in the week. So that's that's two games on the spin now that we've been able to to score goals from stuff that we're working on at the training ground. So it's really pleasing for, for us as coaches, you know. Yeah, it's interesting what you said about about what you said to them at half time because I, I, up until that probably. Five, ten minutes before half-time, whenever Wimbledon sort of came back into it, you looked really comfortable and you, you had the lead. But considering what has happened over the last few weeks, I guess there could have been a, a temptation to, to panic. So you must have been really pleased with how well they came out in that second period. Yeah, and, and that's why it was all calm in the dressing room at half-time. If you start ranting and raving because you're going to judge them on the last five minutes, then that, then they that, that negativity will then go into them. So there was no reason for that. Like, we... We done well the first forty, so um, so yeah, just stay positive and and then have my positive energy or our positive energy as coaches will rub off on them, you know, and they know that a little lapse in concentration cost us, but they also know that they recognise that they was good for the first forty of it. So, um, so yeah, they could have gone the other way, but they didn't. They believe in themselves and they believe in everything that we try to do every day with them in the training pitch. There's lots of great stories that have come out from today, but I guess uh, Johnny Williams giving you exactly the answer I expect you wanted from last week and, and scoring a goal like that today must have been very pleasing. Yeah, I think the the most important thing for me, like, again, when I'm watching from the side, like we, we all have standards, you know? Um, and, and like I've said before, maybe maybe I try to ask too much of them at times. But that's my job, and I just said after the game there, like to, to Johnny in, in the dressing room, like to all the lads, like my job is to push these players and, and, and improve them and make them better. And that's why I reacted the way I did last weekend. And, and Johnny could fair play to Johnny. Like there's two ways you can go when it happens. You can either go backwards or you can stay, do you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to step up and, and I'm going to do the right things and I'm going to give you the right reaction. And I spoke to Johnny on a couple of occasions last week and said, look, I just want the right reaction. And that's what he's done. Fair play to Johnny. There's no one that loves Johnny more than me, I can assure you. But I'm really pleased for him. 
I'm pleased for him. He's given us the right reaction. Getting in the box again. Should have scored again when he hit the post. So he's getting in the box and, and he's making a difference. And um, so, so well done. Well done, Johnny Williams. I have to say well done to Madison as well. Um, if any of you guys see Madison run around as much as he did out of possession, is what he did today. I haven't. I've watched lots of games with Madison and he worked really hard for the team. Close people down. So um, we all know the quality he has in possession. And, and I think that stood out again today. I thought he was, um, I thought he'd done really well as well. Some, some of passing, sliding people in, unlocking them. But most importantly, the thing that pleases me was his work rate for the team because it's the team that's the most important thing. So I have to say that. A special moment for those fans as well. Particularly, I thought the ones in in the covered end behind the goal. Yeah, you've gone so long without seeing a win, and all of a sudden they get to see four goals right in front of them. I mean, that must have been brilliant. And the the atmosphere was great again today. I felt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was um, it was outstanding. I think that the team performed well, and the fans performed well. I think as a group, we uh, we all performed well together. Um, they recognised like they always do. Um, when they need a little pick-me-up, the players, and, and, and they, they kept doing that again today. So, uh, yeah, I want to thank them as well. I want to thank them for, for their support, uh, for their patience today, because they had to be patient at times. Like We had to keep passing it across the back from side to side. Um, so, yeah, so thank you to, to everyone that came and, and kept singing and getting behind the players, because it does make a big difference. And, and again, you just, just witnessed that again. The table's looking quite nice, isn't it? Ahead of um, Tuesday, as a couple of results went our way above us. So Charlton are only sitting two points outside the top two. I mean, it shows how tight I think this this top seven or eight, you could say, in, in League One is going to be this season. There's, there's teams that are going to drop points. And if you can get a little run together again, then, then you'll find yourselves in, in, in the top two soon enough. I think I said that a little while ago, though. You know, Look at the teams that, that are in this division now. It's a tough league. You've got so many good sides that, that, that want to get out of this division. They want to get back to the championship and uh, it's not easy. Teams, on football, football's crazy. Like some of the results you would have seen today, you'd think, no way, where's that come from? And and, and we've been guilty of that of, of times this season. So uh, all we have to do is still, what, 30 games to go? I don't even know how many, but there's a lot. There's still, say, 30 games to go and and we've just got to concentrate on ourselves. Everything else will take care of itself. I have no doubt of that. If we do things the right way, then um, but the most important thing is we won. Um, everybody's leaving happy and, and we're moving in the right direction again. We're going to have highs and we're going to have lows this season. That's, that's football. That's the craziness of playing Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, near enough all the time. It's going to be difficult. But um, we all have to stick together and, and keep fighting for each other. Uh, just finally, obviously there was a couple of players missing today. I mean, you mentioned during the week that Akin was struggling with his ankle. Is is that what kept him out today? And and um, Albie's self isolating. So does that mean are we at the start of his ten days or whatever it is, or has he been doing that for a few days? Um. So so Akin, yeah, Akin. <laughs> like when we get to this free week, then we get to train and do things. That we can all do the schedules and uh, unit stuff, and and Akin just fell onto his ankle like he was doing like a crossing drill and clearances. So 
and then um, he, he cleared a ball and then he just fell backwards, fell off balance, fell backwards, landed on his ankle. And uh, so that's not looking good. Uh, and, and young Albert, which is difficult, which is horrible for us because he's been good, isn't he? Like he came back last weekend, he was very good last weekend again. So it'll be, it's, 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 things like that happen, you can't control them. Uh, young Albie again, one of his family members. Uh, I think it was Wednesday from Wednesday. So uh, one of his family members, and obviously he's only young. He's living at home, so uh, he's got self isolate. They're saying 14 days, but I think there might be a rule change, isn't there? Maybe Monday or something. Someone was saying to 10 days. So it, it would have been from maybe Tuesday or Wednesday uh, that we was aware of that. Maybe Wednesday. I think. Just a quick one on Akin, uh, Lee. Uh, when you say it's not looking good, what what sort of time scale are we talking about? Um, we're looking around nine weeks. So, it's, um, like Rich, I see it happen. Like if you, yeah. if you see it, you never think that he's even hurt himself. Right. He just just clear the ball. No one near him. Like it's not like he's defending against a striker or anything. There's no one near him. He's in the 18-yard box on his own, defending across, and he's just getting his clearances right, you know, like height, distance. And um, and then he just fell off balance and, and just landed on. Like, you couldn't you couldn't make it. Like, it's just unbelievable. Um, unluck for the lad. Like, it's bad luck for, for him and for us. So, um, yeah. Yeah, nine weeks, they're saying. The good thing is he hasn't got to have an operation. But he's got to be in a boot for three weeks and six weeks, six weeks rehab, they're saying. Sure. Which is obviously going to hurt us. Um, obviously, we, when we went on that run, we had, what, we had Akin and, and uh, Big Ryan as our two centre-halves. Yeah. <laughs> Both of them are out for a long time. So, um, but it's all right. We've got Piercy. I thought Pratt stepped in and done well today. So... Lee, an incredible turnaround in the second half. And I noticed a few of those goals, as well as the goal last week, Watson's goal, they came from overloading on the one side of the pitch and then playing a cutback for a player to finish. Is that something specifically that you've worked on? Yeah, yeah. Especially when teams play for it at the back. Um, your overload is, uh, is obviously out wide. It's going to be your fullback. But it, you have to work it from one side, catch them unaware, quickly come across. Fullback overlap, and yeah, that, that's something that we've worked on. And what, what I guess do you think, because you said you just had to remain patient, but it seemed that the team's performance went up a notch in the second half. It seemed like things were moving a little bit quicker. Did you notice that, or was it just more of the same from the first half, do you think? Oh, yeah, I think we, we moved the ball slightly quicker. Um, again, small details. Like, this this game is... is, is Small margins, you know, and, and and such a small margin, like say from Ben Amos passing it out to Prattley or to Pierce. If his pass is slow, then they can quickly adjust and get across. So everything from from back to front, everything got quicker. Ben's pass to Pratt, Pratt's is to a Gunter, and then we come back out, and then we go the other side. Like it all makes the big picture work. So um, so yeah, we tidied up on a few of them things as well. I would say. So yeah. But overall, I think it was it was a good performance from start to finish. Yeah, certainly. And then lastly, obviously, Chuck Sanike was excellent off the bench again today. He's got six goals. They've all come off the bench. Do you think he's 
more useful off the bench or is it just a case of still being concerned about the fitness in terms of him starting? Yeah, I think Chucks is just one of them people we've got to look after. Um, we've got another game Tuesday. What I do notice is that he does make more of an impact from the bench. That, that's like, it doesn't take Einstein to, to recognise that. Um, so, yeah, that's something we have to look at. But he's a very good player. He started the game against Ipswich and was very good on that day as well. So, uh, yeah, as long as we can keep him fit, then I don't mind how we start him, whether he starts or he comes on off, off the bench. I don't mind. I just my main focus is to try and keep him fit because he's definitely effective for us. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Right, welcome back to Charlton Live on your Sunday evening. Uh, I got a tweet earlier actually from Mike, happy Charlton 98, said the show's going to be bouncing tonight, Lou. And it's true though, everyone, uh, I think after a result like yesterday, everyone's in such a good mood and I'm certainly enjoying the show more off, more, more so than when we've got tonked or, you know, chucked away a late equaliser at Shrewsbury or something. But yeah, uh, everyone everyone really pleased with yesterday's results, as was uh, Lee Bowyer there and some, some really interesting uh, comments from him. Um, the, 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 I thought I just thought the whole day yesterday, and I bring you in now. Tell was 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 really positive yesterday, uh, and just before we go to tweets and emails, we have to talk about the Valley Live, the Valley Pass Live service because a lot of them were, were talking about that as well. And I mean, what a triumph! Uh, you know, obviously the, the the hard work that the media team have put in there has, has paid off. Scott Minto coming in and and, and presenting. Uh, Jason Yule is obviously going to be a good pundit with his uh, history with the club and his knowledge. Uh, of the game and obviously the the interviews with Sangard and, and Williams etc that we're going to hear shortly so I mean you must I mean Terry and Terry and Greg did did your usual but you must have been so pleased uh, with how that worked out yesterday yeah well I mean it was it was a little bit tense I won't lie going up into the build-up of the game because as you mentioned a lot of people at Charlton uh, behind the scenes have putting a lot of hard work to make this possible uh, and, uh, and not obviously not excluding the owner who's, who's put their money up because uh, we have a full production team there now um, 
better better camera angles at home, better um, quality of, of, of stream, uh, and just uh, a, a much more professional uh, approach to, to the whole thing, and no adverts cutting you off in midstream. Did somebody say just me? Get delivery like a GC. Hungry dogs got it. Dream and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, it was it was a little nervous because you know, nobody had rehearsed. It was um, other than getting a script a couple of days before. Nobody really had uh, done too much rehearsal on the whole thing. Uh, so it was um, it was a case of going there and, and uh, not flying by the seat of my pants. That's probably not fair, but uh, just making sure and hoping that uh, nothing broke down and nothing went wrong. And it didn't. It all went it all went brilliantly. And um, hopefully that will be the same again Tuesday. But it, you know, it just shows that. Um, the uh, the owner Thomas Angard has listened to to the club, listened to the people in the club uh, about what needs improving, and I'm, I'm sure there's a long list. Uh, but the fact that this is one of them, and of course uh, Thomas is on Twitter, and he sees the complaints about uh, the adverts and he tacos to the chateau, please. <laughs> sees the complaints in the early in the season with the noise interference and and the poor eye follow service that we had at the beginning. So he listened to all that, and he know, and, and bearing in mind that's for. What? How long? About seventy-five percent of his his time following Charlton. That's the only way you can follow Charlton on the stream and watch us. So he's he's seen it at first hand when it's not happened right. So it's something he wanted to 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 remedy. And uh, uh, yeah, it was uh, it was it was nervous, but it was great to be part of because it did go fantastically well. And, uh, but as you said before, I mean uh, Scott Minto's just uh, the ultimate professional at this, and uh, quite why Scott got rid of him off, no no idea because uh, he he was brilliant with little or no uh, rehearsals. Um, you wouldn't you wouldn't think it by uh, by the way he presented it. Mm, yeah, he certainly was. Uh, to be honest, Hell, the only thing I could think of during the entire time you were speaking there is I can't wait to finish recording, get into the edit and start editing Snoop Dogg over everything you say now. But... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did somebody say just <laughs> <laughs> right, let's have a look at some of the tweets and emails that came in then. Uh, plenty of you wanted to get involved with uh, this evening's show, as you would after a superb victory uh, like uh, yesterday. Um, so I'm scrolling down, and, and the first one, <laughs> yeah, uh, it was quite funny, though, Tom's reaction to, just before we, we go into those, Tom's reaction to Bo saying there's no one who loves uh, Johnny Williams more than I do, because uh, I think you had something about to, something to say about that, didn't you, Tom? Absolute disgrace. I don't even know what he's thinking. Like, I know he's met me maybe two or three times, and he's not on Twitter. So there's no real reason that he should know, but someone should have told him by now. So uh, show, him yeah. that, show, show him the tattoo, Tom. I was yeah. going to say, when I do turn up in a onesie next game and, and hug Johnny Williams in celebration, then say, he'll have something show, to say. You can show him the tattoo, or Johnny can show him the restraining order. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's have a look. Right, so uh, uh, Big Tone uh, messaged us yesterday. Uh, said that I'd probably go as far to say it was our best performance of the season, excluding those seven minutes of mayhem at the end of the first half. We moved the ball around nicely, even before Anike and Williams came on, but those two made a real difference to our attacking intent. A value pass live was brilliant. I can't praise it highly enough. A massive well done to everyone involved. It was also nice to see the crowd make a difference today and seeing a very emotional Thomas Sangard after everyone singing his name. The future looks bright going forward. And we'll hear a little bit of that Thomas Sangard interview uh, shortly here on Charlton Live. Sarah Saunders says the stream was so good and enjoyable and the win was even better. Well done to everyone on Valley Pass that put it together. It was a brilliant job. Looking forward to Curbs on Tuesday and hopefully another good win. Also, the fans were nice and loud too. Yeah, Curbs is going to be joining as the, the pundit with Scott Minto on Tuesday. That's, it's re they've really um, knocked out of the park with a guest for the first uh, the first few shows there. Uh, Mina wants me to start singing Super Chucks and EK on air, but I will, we will save that for the next 
its time uh, with Down the Valley. Tracy Marsh says a great game. Great comms. New Valley pass format was fantastic. Cracking goals and brilliant all-round team performance. I loved it. Tom Bramley, the first half other than the last five minutes was okay. I've no idea what Bayer said to the team at halftime, but it worked. Madison and Williams looked up for it yesterday. For me, Gilby needs some time on the bench because he's not looked as great since his injury. Yeah, that's probably a fair point. Terry, um, spoke. I think me and Tom had this conversation on Tuesday. I mean, I, I think it's easy for people to forget that Gilby was probably our best player in the first five or six games. So, you know, let's not write him off just yet. But he hasn't hit that form just yet. There was one or two lovely crossfield passes yesterday. I think one of them, Steve Brown, described on Radio London as the best crossfield pass he's seen all season. Yeah, I think that's. Fair. I know. I, I think people should understand not just his injury. Of course, it, he's come back from being injured, and he's been asked to play on on, on the left side when he's right footed. So he's been asked to play something a role that's a bit alien to him. So that in itself is also going to take a little while to for it to for it to settle in. And uh, I, I think um, you know, I think he might also struggle with the absence of Shinny, who uh, who does a lot of uh, a lot of hard work, and even Albie Albie Morgan. I think um, it'll come. There's a player in there. We know there is. We've seen it. So I don't. People shouldn't necessarily get too down on it. I think he will. Uh, he'll come good. Excellent stuff. Right, Planty on Twitter says great production on Valley Pass. Everyone involved should be proud. I will continue to purchase Valley Pass because of the change. I was impressed with the performance, uh, minus the five-minute blip before half-time. I thought we looked comfortable and played some entertaining football yesterday up the Addicts. David Pointer said, I had a few issues with the streaming. Missed out the second and third goals as I had to log on four times during the game. Uh, what I did see was very well done indeed. It feels now that the service is firmly provided for Charlton fans. Looking forward to Tuesday and another three points. London Inigiza said, looking at the Twitter comments at half time as I finished work and it was uh, we are useless embarrassing get rid of everyone typical over the top Charlton Twitter uh, listen to the second half on Radio London and a, it was a symphony in my lug holes. Uh, Brownie on comms said apart from 15 minutes we were superb throughout the game. Yeah, it was an interesting point that, that London at Geezer's made there because I was looking at Twitter at half time I think I said to Rich Cawley at half time like you'd, seeing some of these tweets you'd think we'd been dreadful for 45 minutes rather than 10 that just so happened to have happened in the last 10 minutes. So I could see why people were panicking. I certainly said at halftime that I, I could, I was I was worried what, what the reaction would be because of what's gone before. But I'm you know, obviously pleasantly surprised um, by what happened in that second half. Platy, great all-round performance yesterday. Washington doesn't get the plaudits he deserves. Great runs up front. Jake Forster-Kasky played very well, as did CG. Uh, there was good balance in midfield with Watson, Gilby and uh, FC uh, and Chucks and Johnny Williams were immense again but can we repeat it against Bristol Rovers uh, Mike says what a performance that was from the lads yesterday absolutely cracking hope we can follow it up on Tuesday uh, will Albie be back in the mix no so as, as we heard there uh, Bo, from Bo and Mike uh, Albie is self-isolating so even if it is down to 10 days when the rules change uh, it sounds like it only happened sort of mid, mid last week so he won't be ready yet hopefully he'll be back in time for the trip to Swindon, right? Not my job, says I'm getting too creaky uh, to come to the Valley now. So I loved Valley Pass. Uh, Curbs Journeymen did that too. Don't stop now. That's excellent stuff. Dan says, fantastic performance other than the minute of madness before halftime. I'm guessing Boyer's halftime hairdryer gave them the rocket to turn it around. Good to see we can turn results around after conceding and hopefully Madison kicks on after a great display 
yesterday. Uh, Big Tone just wants to add, lastly, I want to say it was great to see Chris Gunter back in his natural position. He made a massive difference down the right and got into some great positions and, of course, set up Johnny Williams. Yeah, another fellow Welshman, Tom, and uh, he was particularly good going forward in that second half, wasn't he? Yeah, I thought he looked a lot, a lot more comfortable out on the uh, as a right back, which is obviously where he's played a lot of his career. And yeah, you're right. I think Benji referenced it in uh, in his question to Lee Boyer when he asked him about overloading on the sides, and Terry mentioned it as well with the fullbacks um, and then playing their five man midfield. The tireder they got, there was just more and more space on those wide wide areas, and we had to be patient in terms of building left to right and, and waiting for those gaps to appear. But when they did, he got forward two or three times over on that side and, yeah, provides a good attacking threat. Um, We know Adam Matthews can do it as well, so it's nice to have those options to rotate there. But, um, yeah, he certainly looked a lot more comfortable there and obviously will have enjoyed setting up his Welsh teammate uh, uh, for the, the third goal as well. He certainly did. Right, 1905 says a great performance from all the lads and in front of Thomas Sangard as well. He asked for goals and he got them. Well done to the Valley Pass team uh, and Greg Stubbley, uh, Killers Beard, Scott Minto and of course Jason Yule, they smashed it and also well done to the fans. And Warren says a great second half performance with us creating and taking lots of chances. Particularly pleased to see Johnny come on and score. I fear that London will be in tier three after the Bristol Rovers game, do you think that do you think that no fans again would harm the team? The six wins with uh, no crowd in, uh, perhaps suggest otherwise. But yeah, it is such a shame that uh, you know, I'm guessing we will be in tier three. It's not confirmed yet, but that will mean as of next Saturday, new rules will be in place for us, and therefore fans won't be able to come again. I mean, on the plus side, of course, you've got the Valley Pass service that, that that will be used, but it will be such a shame. And, uh, you know, we, you could argue it doesn't make a difference because we we, we have one, but it, it, overall, to everyone who gets to go, it does make a, a massive difference, and it'll be a real shame. Right, I've spoken a lot about the introduction of the new Valley Pass live service yesterday. To celebrate that, we're... We've stolen some of their audio, basically. But no, we're going to listen to some of the some of the uh, the clips they had yesterday. And first up, this was a really special one. Uh, Thomas Sangard, his first game at the Valley uh, as official owner that had fans in. Uh, so great to see him there yesterday. And of course, he was uh, invited to go and speak to Scott Minto before the game uh, and got a rousing reception. Let's hear a little bit of a clip of, uh, of his chat. Uh, with Scott Minto. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back live at the Valley and it's my great pleasure to say alongside me is Charlton's owner, Thomas Sankar. Thomas, great to see you. Fantastic applause from the fans as you were walking around as well. How did that feel? Yeah, thanks, Scott. It's amazing to be here with the fans. There's been too many games now without fans and that is just not the same thing. Right. So it's exciting. Look forward to today's game. They really do make the difference, don't they? Look, we've been asking supporters their questions, inundated with the amount of questions. We haven't got time. We'd have to put kickoff back 90 minutes, which apparently we're not allowed to do. So we'll get through what we can anyway, shall we? Start with Pete Essen on Facebook. A nice, easy one and also very apt as well. He asks, what have you asked Santa for Christmas? Oh, my God. (laughs) Promotion. What else can you ask for? (laughs) I mean, that... To, to, to get this fantastic team promoted to the championship is where we belong. And uh, this, everything we do here at the club is it's really based on that, making sure. We, we're going to use the January transfer window to strengthen the team and put us in a good position. We are in a playoff position right now, and uh, I, th- I think we, uh, we have a very high probability of getting there. 
Okay, so uh, Christmas presents in the summer, uh, or in May anyway. I look forward to that yeah. one. Uh, and next one, actually, you've just touched on it there. Samuel Cuts from Kent wants to know if you've spoken to the staff about January transfers. Oh, yeah, we have. We're already deep into uh, to, to finding players and uh, negotiating, uh, and a few of them we, we might even have uh, put, put in place already. So I'm, I'm very excited about that. Great. But just on that one about well, what's been unique about taking over oh, a football yeah, club need, like uh, Chelsea. I would say number one, which I got to know about already before I took over, which is the fan base. And it's probably an even bigger, we call it phenomenon when it comes to Charlton. Uh, the fan base is not, not only huge, but the amount of passion and dedication in this fan base is so amazing. And obviously I think I was positively surprised about how well everything is running here. The infrastructure, as well as what we have in place with the uh, on the football side, it was actually when we put in that huge effort with. Okay. Wow! Unbelievable. Thank you! <laughs> yeah. How does that feel? How does that make you feel? Wow. Wow. Thank you! Yeah, I, I, I don't know if I, I should cry or what. This is unbelievable. That's what I was just talking about. I can see you having to compose yeah. yourself a little bit. It's an emotional wow. moment, though, isn't it? Because this club has been through a lot in recent yeah. years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, not at all. There we go, Thomas Sangard and uh, and Scott Minto, and, and you can hear Terry how like he, he, he started welling up. He's, he had tears in his eyes, didn't he, uh, Thomas? Um, it, it, you know, considering so far he hasn't been able to interact with the fans that much. Obviously, in, in terms of in person, he's done Zoom calls and, and chatted with all the right people. Uh, but uh, th I mean, th this weekend must have been extremely special for him to get to go to a game like he saw yesterday and have the reception from the fans. He's gone and met the upbeats today and gone and seen the the women's team play. Now he's now he's really getting a real feel for for what this club is all about. Yeah, no question. He's he's fully he's fully in there. He's fully immersed in what uh, what being Charlton is. And uh, the upbeat thing today, I saw the I saw the video clips on on social media, and it's it's fantastic to see uh, and. Um, it's. Uh, I said it on comms yesterday, just as we went live, that uh, if that's his reaction uh, when 2,000 fans welcome him home, can you imagine he'll have meltdown when there's 20,000 in there? He'll just, he won't be able to walk, will he? <laughs> because um, that 2,000 is just a, a mere snippet of what Charlton fans will, reception they'll give him uh, when there's a full house down there and they can say thank you properly, because that's that's what it's all about. It's, it's saying thank you to someone who's pretty much uh, saved our bacon. Yeah, he's um, I'm trying to think of the nice way of putting this, but he's absolutely mental as well, isn't he? Which which is good. And um, like That's the, the fantastic, guitar, isn't it? 
Yeah, the guitar playing on the on the uh, the trust thing the other day, the video of him all kitted up and and playing football. I mean, if he was doing all that and and not delivering what he's delivered so far, then you'd be like, oh, just another PR showman. But because he's doing that and actually, you know, investing in the squad, investing in the Valley Pass, investing in everything else, you like go for it. It's great. You're loving it, and we and so are we. Put it this way, you can imagine the reaction if either me, you or Tom did a 20-minute um, video of us in a full Charlton kit, kicking a ball into an empty net. You can just imagine the reaction we <laughs> yeah. get for that. Yeah, especially when, when more, more often than not, we'd probably miss a target anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, no, it, it really was a, a breath of fresh air uh, to, to see Thomas there. And like, and like I say, he's, he's, I, I quite like something uh, we didn't, I didn't hear it in the clip because he did speak to Scott for ages. But one of the things he said yesterday, and I do think is important, is he, he's sort of, he said he's sort of in negotiation or something with how he's going to help the women's team because they certainly need uh, funding beaten again uh, today. But they're, they're really feeling the pinch of being the club with the smallest budget in the, in the championship one mile so I really I really hope that Thomas will come through with that because it's a massive part of the of the Charlton family and so far he's, he's done excellent work for for all of us uh, really and, and and long may it um continue um Tom was that the first time you saw Mr Sang I know you, you may you may have saw, seen him at the Swindon game but I mean you must have enjoyed the the reaction he got he got uh yesterday yeah, I, I was at the trial game, um, so I saw it then. Uh, so I had an opportunity, but as you say, he wasn't... I don't think he was officially owner at that point. He might have been. Um, he certainly wasn't when I saw him at, at Swindon, but... Yeah, no, he, was, he wasn't at Doncaster either. Okay, after. yeah. So, um, yeah, and obviously then he just sort of came up into, into the box and that was that, whereas yesterday he was kind of around the pitch and naturally had to walk around the pitch to get to the, the Valley Pass interview and... There was, a, as you mentioned, that video on the screen, which was mental. Uh, but as you say, all all good stuff. And I signed on to the um, the trust Q and A on Thursday after we'd done our podcast, and it was absolutely brilliant. You know, they they had him for an hour and a half, but it got to nine o'clock, and he said there were loads of questions left, so he stayed on and answered more. And there's uh, Amy, my my other half, obviously isn't that interested in football, but follows it. Well, has no choice because I'm here. And she said he just comes across as such a decent bloke. And we've we've had our fingers burnt so many times, and it's just nice to have someone who's just genuinely interested. And and as you say, going to the women's game today and meeting the upbeats and doing all these other bits. It, we said when when uh, Du Chatelet was paying us no attention, how can you not? When you're here and you see it all and you get involved and it gets in your blood and it gets in your veins, it's very hard to not be interested. Um, and Du Chatelet never gave us that time, but Sangard already is giving that time and dedicating it and getting himself involved. And as you say, he's saying all the right things. He's doing all the right things. We've always said about any of the owners that you don't just want to hear it. You want to see them do it. And, and he's doing that. And it's really impressive. Um, and obviously, again, it's a longer term thing than just this, because I'm sure it's all very new and exciting for him as well. And he obviously has a, a financial interest in, in us succeeding. But at the moment, it's just it, everything around the club is very, very positive. And uh, we just have to enjoy it uh, for the moment and see where this season takes us. Because when we first got relegated, I think we were more worried about one, existing and two, surviving in League One. Now we're in a position where I think we really can push for promotion, but I think getting promoted this season would probably be certainly above our initial season expectations. So, yeah, we've just got to enjoy it, really. And days like yesterday certainly make that easier to do. 
Certainly do. Right, let's have a look at some of the messages that came in via uh, DMs and, and emails uh, yesterday. Phil sent us a message. Hi, guys. have to say I didn't see that one coming at halftime. Once again, Chucks and Johnny make a real difference coming off the bench. The only negative for me is, once again, Bogle just isn't good enough. Can't see what he brings to the side. Hopefully, January, uh, we can find a replacement. Finally, the Valley pass coverage was so professional. Has to be one of the best things to come out of the club uh, in a long while. Well done to everyone. That's from uh, Phil. Yeah, interesting stuff about January. We, we heard a little bit there from uh, uh, from Thomas during his clip talking about the January transfer window. Obviously, that the cap makes things so much more difficult. But if there's willing and dealing to be done, then then hopefully we can use it to uh, uh, improve the side. Right, uh, McSquared. Hi, guys. What a superb win that was. Just a tonic that everyone needed. I don't know how much the week's break had to do with it, but we seem to have far more energy and attacking flair from the off today and fully deserve the win. We were uh, by far the better team. Uh, overall, yeah, I mean, me and Tom spoke about that having having the break uh, of a week. <laughs> it's not it's not called a break in normal times, is it? But you know, it does feel like a break not having a midweek game, uh, and and that did seem to make a difference. Um, McSquared said the the sloppy goal for Wimbledon's second goal aside, it was a great all round performance. Although it'd be unfair to scope him the one uh, to scapegoat him, the one disappointment uh, performance for me came from Bogle, who had another poor game. I wasn't surprised to see him off uh, early. Uh, in the second half. The officiating was much better. The new Valley Pass video coverage is fantastic. Scott Minto uh, did an excellent job. Um, uh, it says, particularly impressed with Thomas Sangard's interview. At last, we have an owner who truly cares about the club and wants to actually be closely involved to take things forward. Let's keep the momentum going, starting with Tuesday. Pickett's goal was top quality. Even though we don't want to see him scoring against us, it's good to see he's managed to turn his career around after moving on. In many ways, he was another victim of the turmoil uh, that engulfed this club. Club. Yeah, it'd be very interesting to see if I mean, it, it, I wonder if he's the type of player we'd be interested in in uh, in in January. I don't think we'd be able to squeeze him in with our wage cap from uh, what I understand. But a player like him would be good if he, if he can keep up that form. Right, Robert Chilvers says that really enjoyed my afternoon yesterday. An owner who seems to care passionately. Excellent Valley Pass live, uh, much improved performance, and Bo's top of everyone's Christmas card list again. Well done. Uh, says well after Johnny. Um, uh, some very good individual performances, and whilst Madison was probably not man of the match, some of his passing was exquisite. Obvious question is, can he do it consistently? And that's up to Bo's, isn't it, to get that out. In fact, that's what Robert says. If Bo's can get a consistent level of performance, uh, like yesterday from the team, uh, we won't be far away from taking the next step of Thomas's plan. Uh, I guess... Hull, I guess Hull would have accepted a scrappy draw yesterday against Shrewsbury. Um, yeah, they do have a new manager bounce, as do Bristol Rovers. Uh, almost certainly there will be changes to the team. A tough test awaits on uh, Tuesday. It may not go according to plan. Level heads, please. Yeah, it's good stuff from uh, Robert Simon. Says, uh, loving the show. A slight comic moment to discuss. Check the fifth goal. Johnny Williams wheels away to celebrate just as his dink comes back off the post for Purrington to finish. Yeah, there was uh, one of the snappers. It might have been Paul Edwards. Got a really funny picture of uh, Williams looking almost disappointed that it wasn't his goal, the fifth one. Also, actually, um, Terry, we have, to, we have to speak about the other special guest at the Valley yesterday, um, comedian Tom Allen, one of my favourite comedians uh, around at the moment, but I did not expect to see him yesterday. And I don't, if you've seen the clips on, of, of him, uh, especially celebrating Johnny Williams' goal, he certainly seemed to enjoy his day out at the Valley. Yeah, I think we've got a new fan, haven't we? It's funny because um, I saw the, uh, the Sky report, I, I can't remember his name, is it? Um, who, Mark, who he was Mark with, McAdam, Mark. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, I saw him as I pulled up uh, going in. So I thought, well, that's a bit strange to you know for um, for him to be here for a League One game when there's a full program on. But it's good. Um, so it, I didn't see um, Tom Allen at all. 
So otherwise, I'd have, I've cottoned on with the rainbow laces thing. But um, but it's um, his reaction to the goals were great, were they? And uh, it's almost like it's one of those uh, reactions where he's not. It doesn't look like he's really into football, but he's enjoying it anyway. Uh, but uh, yeah, we might have a new fan. He might be a, might be a regular. Yeah, I've got, I, I've I've got to admit though, where where he's from, I was expecting him to support somebody else. He's, he's only from Bromley, I think, Chislehurst area. Like, yeah, exactly. I, I so you just expect him to be Palace, like everybody else in that area. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, how dare you? How dare you? Even though I, even though I've moved out of those ends, I, it's, a, it's a highly Cholton supporting area. But yeah, delighted to see uh, Tom Allen uh, enjoying his day uh, yesterday at the Valley. Right, Steve Richards. Uh, sent in an email as well. He says, uh, great day for the club yesterday. Everything was great. The New Valley passed live. Scott Minto, uh, Terry and Greg, Jason Yule, Thomas Sangard, Lee Bayer. The second half comeback are super subs and last, but certainly not least the fans and Hull and Lincoln uh, both lost, which is a massive boost for Charlton fans. Uh, after all the worry of dis- and disappointment of recent years, the addicts are on the march. And then he says, brackets, Charlton Live podcast isn't too bad either. Yeah, I felt like, I felt like Tom, that we had, we had a lot of catching up to do after everyone's done so well this weekend. Put a lot of pressure on us, really. But um, yeah, that just uh, says it all, really. Does it? Everyone's in such a good mood. Everyone would probably be uh, quite happy to have a bit more Charlton on their weekend. Yeah, I don't know if they're expecting us to start doing videos and all sorts with us as well, but I think what you said there about everyone just being happy, I remember, obviously we're not doing it in the studio now, but there were days where you'd lose 1-0 in some horrible midweek game and you had to come in and do a, a Thursday or a Sunday show and it was the atmosphere even just in the studio. It was like, right, we've got to try and do a podcast and talk about this game. Whereas on a night like tonight, you you look forward to coming on and talking about a win and as you say, everyone's emailing in and... The, the atmosphere, it's amazing how it can turn around in just a week. Uh, I, I think three times I've referenced last weekend and called it a defeat. And obviously we got we got a point at Shrewsbury, but it, it just didn't feel like that last week. So, yeah, it's uh, it's so nice to come on and talk about it like this. And we've got our little microphones, haven't we? We've made little technical improvements since we've been working from home, considering we were doing WhatsApp calls at the start of lockdown. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, not videos just yet, but give it time. We need Thomas Angard to come and fund Charlton Live. That's what, yeah, that's what we'll do. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll be bowling around in uh, Range Rovers next, right? And uh, Craig Gregman uh, says, uh, great display, second half. Watson and Gunter uh, were superb. Bo's got the sub spot on. Hope we can push on now and solidify a top six. Uh, Fort Madison had his best game in a Charlton shirt. Please for joining as well. Come on, you Reds. That's from Craig. Good stuff, Craig. Uh, Dave says, hi, Louis. A couple of observations from my first game uh, back at the Valley this season. Welcome back, Dave. I hope you enjoyed Firstly, the stewarding was excellent, polite, but disciplined. Easy to see how we could safely get more in uh, when restrictions ease uh, a bit more. An ironic thought that we're teetering on the edge of a tier three. Uh, Only surprised that there was none of the promised ID checks. A fan from the wasteland that is Kent could easily have turned up uh, with a ticket originally redeemed by one. Uh, of us healthy but irresponsible Essex boys. Uh, the absence of checks clearly meant that the entry process was quicker, but I wonder if in these horrible times anyone would really have objected to a slightly slower entrance in order to ensure another layer of safety. The only real downside was that I was relocated from my normal perch at level with the edge of the covered end penalty area to the equivalent spot by the away end, apart from the fact that six of the seven goals were at the wrong end for me, a sacrifice I'm prepared to make all season long if it brings us similar results. It meant we were sat right by the Don's bench now I've always had a bit of a soft spot for Glenn Hodges uh, a feeling that was only enhanced by your Wimbledon uh, contrib- uh, contributor on Thursday show yeah that was Chris from the, the 
one years pod uh, as a player he always seemed to be a touch more sophisticated than his somewhat rustic teammates uh, so a surprising disappointment to witness the fact that he is in fact a bit of a prat constantly abusing the linesman frequently uh, for things that were quite clearly nothing to do with him and the language i love a bit of an f and jeff like any real man but dear oh dear glenn is a man of very uh, limited vocabulary I, i've well Certainly, if you heard his, his post-match interview, he was a bit frustrated yesterday um, when he spoke to... I think he got a question about Don's throwing away a lead, which they've done quite a few times this season. So, yeah, clear, I mean, probably feeling the pressure, but he shouldn't be, really, because Wimbledon have quite a good season so far. Um, and he says, then, of course, there was a football match. It was great fun, it was, too, apart from the crazy two minutes where there appeared to be a collective decision that marking opponents is so yesterday's things. Uh, I thought there weren't a bad performance to be cited. Lovely narrative that Johnny Esther was awarded man in the match although the clear recipient should have been uh, Chris Gunter. Best we've seen from Madison by a long way, and Chucks is so good uh, as well. Excellent stuff. That's from Dave. He's pleased to say he's back on Tuesday. That's good. He's clearly uh, a lucky omen as well. Thanks for your email. Dave Simon says, uh, quite simply, if Boyer can decide on a settled starting 11 bar the odd injury, this will obviously help. Gutted not being able to go to the games as I'm Kent-based, but the new Valley Pass was a super alternative up the Reds. Cheers, Simon. Uh, and yeah, I'm... Um, I, I, I do reckon that if, if we had a fitter squad in terms of, you know, they'd all had pre-seasons, they weren't always injury-prone as a lot of them are, then I'm sure we'd play a settled 11 more often than that. But obviously we can't. And finally, uh, Jonathan West uh, sent a message saying hello as well. I hope, Jonathan, uh, that you enjoyed today. I assume you would have been down there meeting Thomas Sangard as well when he met the rest of the Upbeats today. So you're very lucky, Jonathan. I hope you enjoyed uh, meeting the big man. Right, let's have another listen to some uh, the audio from Valley Pass yesterday. Uh, how about from one of your match winners? Johnny Williams went to speak to Scott Minto at full time. Not bad, eh? The first ever Valley Pass live. Come back from 2-1 down to win by five goals to two and delighted to say Johnny Williams has joined me here Johnny they say a, a week is a long time in politics the same in football as well isn't it yeah you no. effectively got the winner yeah no I'm delighted um, I always give my all in the shirt and um, finally got my home goal in front of the home fans it's a shame they couldn't be there but yeah I'm delighted a great win they're in spirits and they're watching right now as well what did Lee say to you when you were going on and what did you say to yourself as you came on? Every time I come on, he wants me to impact a game and um, today I did that and got on the score sheet and I was involved in the other two goals so I'm delighted I couldn't have done much more today and um, just delighted to impact the team and uh, help the team win. Football, you need character as well as talent. You've certainly shown that. But the double substitution made a difference, hasn't it? What, what do you feel you and, and Chucks were able to do that, that didn't quite happen before then? I just think Chucks is such a presence. But when he's believing in himself and he brings the other side to the game and he's a top, top footballer and he's got the presence and if he can stay fit, he'll, he'll go far in the game and he's a pleasure to play alongside because I know I'm going to get the ball when it goes up to him. It sticks, so, yeah. And just finally, how important was it after one win in five to, to get back to winning ways today? Yeah, massive. Um, you're looking around at our, our team, our bench, our squad is, is strong for this league and uh, we should be looking to win every single game. So the Gaffer want us to go on a run now and uh, I'm sure we'll give our all to do that. Johnny, congratulations. Well done for coming on. You really did make the difference. Go and get a nice bath. <laughs> Cheers, Scott. <laughs> good to see Always you. Always good to hear from Baldy Locks on the Charlton Live podcast. And, and again, you know, we, we've used a lot of stuff because I, I think we really need to showcase how good that Valley Pass live service was yesterday. And, you know, if heaven forbid we do go into tier three or if you are in a situation where you can't come to games, I really think that's, that, that's got to be the best ten, pen, ten pound you're going to spend any week, especially if we uh, follow up the, the excellent uh, 
the excellent uh, sort of production with uh, performances like that. Right, um, Terry, uh, very briefly, because we've gone well over well over time this week, uh, but you can't blame us, really. Uh, looking ahead, Bristol Rovers coming up Tuesday. Uh, I mean, momentum is important. Um, so it's it's up to us to ensure that we take that momentum from today or from yesterday in, in, into Tuesday's game. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it, you wouldn't expect them to be uh, as as easy to, as Wimbledon was yesterday, especially they've just come off a, a 3 0, wasn't it? A win, wasn't it, over Plymouth, I think, on the weekend. So their tails are going to be up as well. Uh, so, you know, we've got to expect that uh, not every game is going to is going to go like Saturday. Would that it were, it'd be, uh, it'd be an easy division, wouldn't it? So, um, <laughs> It's it's tough because we still won't have uh, Akin Fenway and we still won't have um, Albie Morgan, but if uh, if they put in the same performance uh, and uh, we uh, you know we show the same commitment, it'd be very interesting to see what the team lineup's going to be and whether uh, Boyer goes with the starting the similar eleven that started Saturday and then using Johnny Williams and Chucks off the bench as he did. Um, to such great effect on Saturday, it'd be interesting to see if he does that again. But you know, and if he does, and if we have to be patient again, then so be it. As long as we, uh, I don't care if it's five two, one nil, do me fine. Yeah, well, but Paul Tisdale hasn't he's gone in at, at Bristol Rovers. They've, they've had a couple of good results, and yes, you mentioned that three uh, 0 home win over Plymouth yesterday. They beat Wimbledon away. Uh, the, the weekend before four two as well, and uh, yeah, started quite well. And he's a good manager, isn't he, Paul Tisdale? But um, yeah, I mean, what, what's your views, Tom? Do you think Johnny to start? Or do you think the impact that he did make off the bench, along with Chooks, as as Terry mentioned, is, is sometimes you have players who do make a better impact from from the bench. Which way do you reckon Bo will decide to go with that one? Yeah, I'd be surprised if he changes too much from yesterday because the starting eleven didn't do a, a whole lot wrong. Um, I know Bogle's coming for criticism from a, a lot of the listeners and and generally yesterday around the ground, but as I say, I think he does a lot for the team. Chucks has already shown the impact he makes off the bench, so. I wouldn't. I wouldn't expect a lot of changes. The only person really I was disappointed with yesterday was Alex Gilby, and we've already said you know he's coming back from an injury, um, and so yeah, I, I don't expect a huge amount. I think one thing I was pleased with yesterday was I mentioned it on Thursday that one thing I'd like to see Boya do is try and get um, Madison and Williams into the same team, and for what a good forty minutes of that second half, I think, or maybe half an hour, they did play together. So if there is an opportunity to get them both in from the start, that would be interesting because I certainly wouldn't drop Madison. Um, but I wonder if, if Williams does come in, maybe that would be for Gilby and give Gilby a bit of a break or whether Deji comes into the back four and you can push Prattley, Prattley forward and give Ben Watson a break because he's another one who I said perhaps deserves a little bit of a rest. So maybe one or two changes, but but largely it'll be the same, I think. Excellent stuff. Right, let's call time now uh, on this week's Charlton Live because, I have, uh, as I said, we have come well over time. Thanks to those of you uh, who have listened all the way to the end. We'll be back on the Thursday to look back at that game against Bristol Rovers and, of course, to preview the clash uh, with Swindon. Uh, thank you to Tom and Terry for joining me on this week's pod. Cheers, Louis. Cheers, Cheers Tom. Good to have you both with me. So thanks for listening. I've been Louis Mendes and we shall see you again on Thursday. <laughs>
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.